And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavender. With me, as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or, there's an or in there, just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. And that's the bottom line, because Zach Rancourt said so. Oh, shit. <laughs> but you didn't know. I bet you didn't know Stone Cold is going to come on the podcast today. I, I didn't. <laughs> he was my favorite wrestler, and and I've been on this. I was telling you before the show, I've been on this huge WWE binge, uh, and just reliving all that nostalgia has been incredible. I just remember everywhere that I was at when I hear the glass shatter, and you, you're watching Monday Night Raw, you're watching a pay-per-view, and just how excited I was as a... a uh, adolescent Zach watching Stone Cold kick kick <laughs> Flipping off your ass. TV. I like, really yeah. was. And, and like dollar for dollar, I think that the Stone Cold Stunner is the greatest finisher of all time. What? It is. It is incredible. What's better? You don't like Hulk Hogan's stupid leg drop? <laughs> leg drop. <laughs> Here comes the big leg. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's going to hurt your bottom more than their <laughs> neck. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, man. No, the Stone Cold Stunner, nothing nothing is more humiliating. And uh, you know it's always coming. And he he flips you off right before he does it. And then, boom. And then you, like, you can hear JR in the background be like, hey, he stunned him. Stone Cold stunned him. Oh, my God. Right, right. <laughs> He's got a family. I, mean, <laughs> I, think, I think when D- when um Jake Roberts would yeah. do his little finger circle thing to signal the DDT. I think that was always pretty overpowering. You know, I thought that was really cool. That's true. Uh, it looks painful. Um, and then I also liked um, Perfect Perfect Plex. I thought that was kind of neat to just uh, to pin them with his back in the air. Like, hey, look uh, at how yeah. graceful I am. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. There, but, there, there are some other really good finishers out there. Not going to lie. Razor's and, Edge was pretty cool. Razor and Ramon. I, I like um, Bret Hart's Sharpshooter. Oh, that's a good one. Like getting them to quit. Yeah. Like not, not pinning them, but making them give up, I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always hated it when some asshole had some sleeper move. Like Brutus the Barber Beefcake <laughs> with a stupid sleeper hold. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> better than that. Or the, the, the camel grip. I think the Iron Sheik had like the camel grip. And then, yeah, um, camel clutch, camel clutch. There you go. Um, but I like. Have the you sweet... ever clutched a camel before? I've never clutched a camel. I like. I like sweet chin music. I know you don't really like Shawn Michaels, but I like sweet oh, chin yeah, music. Oh yeah, the kick to the face. Come it's on. great. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then he tells the whole world is coming. He's like, stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> You're about to get kicked in the face, dude. Stomp, stomp. I hate it. But you can't stop it. It's like the people's I elbow. Could, I could coming. block it. <laughs> you could block it. <laughs> I would catch his foot in the air, point and laugh. And then I would do a perfect plex. You uh, you break the wrist, walk away. <laughs> I would. I could break the wrist and walk away. Forget about it. Because I go home to Starla at night. <laughs> oh, anyways. How are things? Right to the face <laughs> and these bad boys. Forget about uh, it. Peter Pan over here. <laughs> <laughs> that Diedrich Batter is so funny. I oh, my guy. God. He's hilarious. Check out Channel 9. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peter, man. <laughs> And he does like the like the mullet asshole white trash looks so well. It's so funny. Speaking of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, he's in that. He plays a security, security guard, guard where yeah. he like wants to watch Silent Bob blow yeah. Jay. Ooh, what a lovely tea party. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't tell me. I bet you could never in a million years guess what my favorite line from that movie is. Uh, there's no way, but it's probably uh, it's probably something stupid like we're gonna go cornhole ourselves a drunk or nope, something. No, 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 no. Girls don't fart. Um, nope, or nope. oh, when he's like, um, Mr. Science Guy, keep it away from <laughs> my eyes. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to die. die. <laughs> Yeah, I like that part a lot. It's actually in that scene. It's uh, when they get in the car and then um, what's the blonde girl's name? Allie. Allie Larder. Larder, She like whips out a switchblade and then and then Jay's like, what's with the knife? We having cake or something? (laughs) (laughs) You told me that. It's awesome. That's my favorite line. (laughs) What's with the knife? We having cake or something? Oh, boy. I like that. That movie. That's an interesting one. It is. It is. It's uh, pretty dated. Yeah. Wasn't a huge fan of it when I rewatched it. <laughs> that happens. I, I kind of want to talk about that a little later. Yeah, totally. I, I don't know if I don't know if I've just matured as just a, a person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm just not laughing as much as I used to. It's stupid stuff. It's so funny because like, uh, you know, watching this movie that we're going to do today, which of course is knocked up. I, I don't know if I laughed more than twice. I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm with you on that one. I think I laughed more at the fact that I, I love Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader and um, Jason Segel and Jonah Hill. I like I like them, and so mm-hmm. anything that they did, I, I I find funny. But I wasn't like, this is the funniest movie ever. And, and I think at, at a certain point, um, people were were praising this movie as just like a comedic gem, and I don't think it is. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah. Can I can I tell you the stuff that I watched? Uh, Absolutely, because I've been a busy, busy bee. So I went on a huge rabbit hole uh, for Peacock uh, where I started watching a bunch of WWE and I've been watching a lot of pay-per-views. Um, absolutely love them. Royal Rumble is probably my favorite because Royal Rumble, you know, obviously is that big lead up to WrestleMania and just the idea of um, it's called the road to WrestleMania. Okay, you, watch you, know, it? you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> I just love the idea of, yeah, you got to throw them over the top rope and just the different personalities. It's funny when you watch some jobbers uh, wrestle because they are just are like mid tier guys. They're struggling out there and, and they're trying to look for who, who to do something to. And they end up just getting their ass kicked. But I love, love, love the storyline. So I've been watching a lot of pay-per-views, a lot of documentaries and stuff. Um, I watched Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 and 2. Our buddy David um, uh, told me about him, and awesome. I remember reading The Long Halloween, and I absolutely loved it. So Which I think, David? Uh, David uh, Dassa from uh, the Geek Garage oh, podcast. Oh, Sorry, not. Yeah. I guess we have plenty of David friends. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I've seen the first one, but I, I started the second one, mm-hmm. but then I wasn't in the right headspace, so I turned it off. Yeah, they're, they're good. I like them a lot. Uh, I watched Home Sweet Home Alone, the new one on Disney Plus, and I fucking hated it. I think it was one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time, but I finished it. I didn't turn it off uh, and it was it was garbage. I was so angry after watching it and I watched Bloodsport again for some reason, just because, you know, I wanted to fight in the Kumite. And then I watched Casting Jean Benet, <laughs> a uh, documentary about Jean Benet Ramsey and that whole uh, fiasco that happened back in the 90s. Pretty crazy stuff. And then I watched the Netflix rom-com Love Hard with uh, Jimmy Yang from he's I own 10% of Pied Piper. Jin Yang? Yeah. No, but his real name is Jimmy Yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, in, but Jin, uh, Jin Yang Jin from, Yang in, yeah, from uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. Yeah. And uh, he's in this and he's I hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's hilarious. But it was it was a pretty solid movie, actually. I I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be stupid, and I actually enjoyed the hell out of it. So yeah, that's what I watched. A lot of stuff. What about you? He has this bit where he was like, "I'm in a bar, and the World Cup's on, and you know, it's like Mexico versus the United States." And this guy comes up to me and he's like, he's like, yo, Mexico versus Korea tomorrow or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, I'm Chinese. <laughs> he's like, and uh, he's like, this guy just, you know, was, uh, I don't know how to not be racist to this guy right now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's a good bit. That's awesome. So, uh, I finished Game of Thrones. Uh, plowed through that. Uh, we're still watching Project Runway season 19 and uh, plowing through the office rewatch for like the billionth time. So good. So. Such a comfy, comfy rewatch. I love the office. Yeah, I always stop when it gets to season nine, though. I'm I, know. It. I know. I know you're not a fan. The show ends for me when Robert California leaves the show. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm good. Would you like a sexual reference or an <laughs> animalistic <laughs> reference? <laughs> when two animals are having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's it for me, man. Uh I've been playing some video games, been playing Forza Horizon five. Yeah. You're loving it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got into racing games. I couldn't. So I've been playing Halo and I absolutely love it. But um yeah, I couldn't I I just can't really get into racing games. It looks so cool, but I'm just not very good at them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Gotta get good, as they say. (laughs) GG. You're gonna need a steering wheel, you're gonna need like a TV tray to put it on. I need some Code Red Mountain Dew. Yeah. There's a... What is that other one? Livewire? Baja Blast. Is that a player? Yeah, that's it from Taco Bell. Yeah. I think they started canning (laughs) it, though. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Anyway, I have a funny story about Baja Blast, but it's not that funny. (laughs) It's funnier (laughs) for me. Yeah, I'll tell you off the air. Was it Taco Bell, Brawl's Hell? Sort of. Pretty much. It is a banana banana taco bell drive through Rosale kind of a story. Uh, but anyway, um, we are going to do Knocked Up. This, of course, is streaming on Peacock. So hopefully you have that streaming service. If you don't, I don't think you're missing a whole lot when it comes to Knocked Up. But we'll get into that later. It's directed and written by Judd Apatow. The cast includes Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl, Leslie Mann, who I absolutely love. Paul Rudd, who I also love. Jason Siegel. Jason Burrochelle, Jonah Hill, Martin Starr, who's fucking so criminally underrated, and then Charlene Yee, who's so funny normally. <laughs> I think she's great. Um, I think that's it. That's the whole cast, yeah? Critical reception, you got... Uh, a lot of people like this movie. This is a whopping... I lost it. 89% on the old tomato meter there. So... Maybe if you don't like it, you are, in fact, crazy, as the (laughs) podcast would imply. Uh, Let's see. David Walsh from World Socialist Website. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, There are comic moments and some freshness in certain scenes, likable bits. It's interesting that he says likable bits, because I actually use the word bit in in my questions later, because it feels like this movie is a series of bits. Um, even satiric touches, but overall, this is a weak effort. Just out of curiosity, did it feel like it was just like one bit after another for you? Like yeah. almost like they almost like they just told a bunch of jokes and then turned a movie into it. It's kind of like what Funny People was, and Funny People was awful. I, I couldn't stand that movie, but that's 
kind of how it was. It's just a whole bunch of bits. And then they were like, we're going to splice this together to make make a add, movie. Add, add credits at the front and the end and we'll call it a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So Derek Malcolm from London Evening Standard says funny, rude and with a heart of gold that surprisingly doesn't great. Wow. And then here's another one I thought was interesting. Candace Frederick from Real Talk Online, who we've read about her reviews a lot. Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl have great chemistry on screen, and they are hysterical together. I don't think I remember a single funny thing that Katherine Heigl said in this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. No, Not her fault. It's no. just her character didn't have any lines. Yeah. She's not allowed to improv. <laughs> no, I guess not. Curious how that played out. Uh, the budget was $30 million. It grossed $148 million in the United States and Canada. Opening weekend, it did a whopping $30.6 million. That was on June 3rd, 2007. 7th, 2007, rather. And worldwide, you're looking at a whopping $219.9 million. That is a smashing success. Wow. It's yeah, a lot of money. It, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was the film debut of Ken Jeong. Uh, he plays a doctor in this film and is a doctor in real life. He's really what? funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the kids who play Debbie and Pete's children are the real life children of Leslie Mann and husband director Judd Apatow. And I knew that. Judd Apatow originally planned to use real footage of a woman giving birth for the delivery scene. He had to change it because child labor laws required the infant to have a work permit. <laughs> Selling paper. <laughs> right. I know you don't like Holly, but I like Holly. Knocked up uh, doesn't mean anything in most languages. The film, the film's Russian title is a little bit pregnant. In Brazil, it's slightly pregnant. <laughs> in Italy, it's very pregnant. <laughs> molto incinta. Formaggio. <laughs> I think it's uh, molto incinta. Incinta. Yeah. I don't speak Italian, eh? No, formaggio. I just say, I was passed over. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, I was passed over. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. You know? I'm like I'm smart. <laughs> smart. No, I respect. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Heart, I, don't sp- I don't speak Italiano either. I've just seen Rocky a lot. Yeah. And I don't think they had that conversation in Rocky, <laughs> but Montanchina. Montanchinta. Yeah. Uh, in Portugal, it's bl- it's bloody bad luck. <laughs> That's fun. That's unfortunate. Charlene Yee originally had just one line in the script, but Judd Apatow uh, loved her improvisation so much that he just let her riff and generate her own lines. That's funny. I I believe it. She she sounds like ridiculously stoned in those. She's not. Yeah. She sounds totally stoned. (laughs) She's funny. And then finally, Catherine Heigl has said in several interviews in 2008 and 2009 that she considered the movie to be sexist because it depicts women as shrews and men as lovable and commended that she found the movie hard to love or and commented that she found the movie hard to love. Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow said they remembered working quite well with her and pointed out that The Ugly Truth, a film that she was in in 2009, didn't make women look any better. In 2016, Heigl apologized to Rogen and Apatow saying that her earlier statements reflected the criticisms of many women who found the movie sexist and calling her own comments immature. Rogan said that despite being displeased by the remarks, he never had any hard feelings towards her. Fascinating. Molto (laughs) enchanta. So career-minded Los Angeles reporter Allison Scott has just been given an on-air role with E! (laughs) and lives in the guest house with her sister Debbie's family. 
Ben Stone is a laid-back and sardonic Canadian immigrant who lives off injury compensation funds and sporadically works on a celebrity porn website with his stoner roommates. While celebrating her promotion, Allison meets Ben at a local nightclub. After a night of heavy drinking, they end up having sex without protection due to a misunderstanding. The following morning, they quickly learn over breakfast that they have little in common and go their separate ways. Eight weeks later, Allison experiences morning sickness during an interview with James Franco and realizes that she could be pregnant. She contacts Ben for the first time since their one night stand to tell him to tell him. Although insensitive at first, Ben says he will be there to be to support Allison while he is still unsure about being a parent. His father is excited. Allison's mother tries to persuade her daughter to have an abortion, but Allison decides to keep the child. Later, Allison and Ben decide to give the relationship a chance. The couple's efforts include Ben making an awkward marriage proposal with an empty ring box, promising to get her one someday. Allison thinks it's too early to think about marriage because she is more concerned with hiding the pregnancy from her bosses, believing they will fire her if they ever found out. After a somewhat promising beginning, tensions surface in the relationship. Allison is increasingly worried about Ben's lack of responsibility and commitment and has doubts about the longevity of their relationship. These thoughts are due to her sister's unhappy marriage. Debbie's husband, Pete, works as a talent scout for rock bands, but he leaves at odd hours in the night, which makes her uh, suspect he is having an affair. Upon investigating, she learns that he is actually part of a fantasy baseball draft and that that he has been doing other activities such as going to the movies on his own, which explains he participates in to be free which explains he participates in to be free from Debbie's controlling manner. This results in their separation, and when Ben expresses amusement at Pete's deception, it leads to a heated argument with Allison as they drive to her doctor. Angered, she ejects him from her car and abandons him in the middle of a busy street. He tracks her down to her appointment, and they both start another argument, leading to their own breakup. Ben and Pete decide to go on a road trip to Vegas. Under the influence of psychedelic mushrooms, they realize their loss and decide to take responsibility for their relationships. Simultaneously, Debbie drags a timid Allison out partying with her, but they are refused admission to a nightclub by its uh, apologetic bouncer on account of Debbie's age and Allison's pregnancy, leading to Debbie's tearful laments about her life and her desire to have Pete back. They reconcile at their daughter's birthday party, but when Ben tries to work things out with Allison, she refuses to get back together. Allison's boss finds out about her pregnancy and sees an opportunity to, to boost ratings with female viewers by having Allison interview pregnant celebrities. After a talk with his father, Ben decides to take responsibility and goes to great effort to change his ways, including obtaining his own apartment, getting an office job as a web designer, and reading pregnancy books. When Allison goes into labor and is unable to contact her doctor, she calls Ben as Debbie and Pete are out of town. Ben discovers that Allison's gynecologist is at a bar mitzvah, despite having assured them that he never took vacations and leaves him a furious voicemail. During labor, Allison apologizes for doubting Ben's commitment. When Debbie and Pete arrive at the hospital, Ben adamantly refuses to allow her to be at Allison's side, insisting that this is his place. Debbie is both furious and impressed that Ben took charge of the situation and begins to change her formerly negative opinion about him. The couple welcomes a baby girl, a boy in the alternate ending, and settles down happily together. Oof, long synopsis, but that was knocked. Yeah. How about that? So Oof. when did you first see Knocked Up? And what were your initial impressions? So it's probably around 2007, 2008. And I, I got it on Redbox. Um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was an older comedy, like a um, a comedy maybe developed for people older than me because I was uh, 20 when it came out. So I didn't really get it as much. I mean, I laughed, but 
I, I didn't really experience the things that they experienced. And so it didn't hit with me. My older sister liked it a lot, I think. And then in turn, you know, I liked it because I was like, oh, she's laughing. So that must mean I have to laugh because I didn't have a, a mind of my own. So, yeah, I, I, I was kind of um OK with it. I think I liked that the collective hive was like, yeah, this is a funny movie. But then as years went on, not, not so much. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I really enjoyed 40 year old virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I watched this and I was like, I don't think I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, you know, what's interesting is rewatching 40 year old virgin. I didn't laugh nearly as much as I did when I was whatever, 24 when that came out. So I don't know. I feel like my my appetite tastes are changing. Yeah, so it's hard to say. But um, I saw it opening weekend and I just remember thinking, all right. Whatever. But I mean, Seth Rogen was like kind of showing up everywhere at that time. Yeah. His voice was just ever present in my in my head. Uh, His laugh is like unmistakable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't can't do it. It's a a good one. It is a good one. Let me ask you this. Why are Judd Apatow films so goddamn long? For me, like 90 to 100 minutes is the ideal length (laughs) for a comedy, yet... His films are like all over two hours. Why is that? Do they do they need to be this long? Would we lose something if he cut 30 minutes from his films? I just I just don't get it. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy at all. I I was thinking the same thing. And I mean, even I love 40 year old version. I think it's hilarious. But a lot of that is because of Steve Carell, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Um, and, and I think that it's it, it's interesting because even that movie is like two hours long and there's a lot of stuff that you're like, fuck, you don't need this in here. Right. He, he drags out scenes a lot longer than they need to be. There's not as much slapstick in it, which can be a good thing. But I think in this setting, especially for a movie like this, it's just like I could have done without the Vegas scene. Honestly, um, it's funny and stuff to see Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen together because they have such good chemistry. But it like it just it, it just felt like such a, a a marathon and i'm like dude i just want to finish an hour and a half like you're saying 90 minute and we've talked about this before is is a really good amount of time because you don't really have to to make a full commitment to it um 2 hours i know it's just extra 30 minutes but like you could be doing a lot in that half hour so 90 just sounds a lot sexier to me but i i, I don't know what his deal is and I, I, do you think that he just lets like the the actors just improv and just go with it. And he just keeps the camera rolling. And then he just keeps those scenes that should have been two minutes turned into five minutes. But then when you have 30 goddamn scenes and they're now five minutes longer, that's why you now have like a five hour comedy movie that he makes. (laughs) I I think that's, I think that's accurate. I think, um, you know, he's notorious for filming and um, uh, going past three hours and stuff for certain things. So I would not like to ever watch the director's cut of this (laughs) because I'd be longer than the extended editions, the Lord of the Rings (laughs) and way boring. So um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think he just lets them kind of uh, improvise and act and it's, it's, it's hard to, to cut out the scenes. And while these people are very funny, you also need to make a cohesive story. But I mean, you know, he, He's he's not that good of a director, honestly. Like Forty Year Old Virgin is his his only good film, in my opinion, that he's directed. I couldn't stand Funny People. Um, I didn't I didn't really like This Is Forty. Um, I didn't really like this movie that much. Uh, he he's a good writer. Like he wrote Heavyweights, and then he wrote Forty Year Old Virgin and this one and such. 
but he mostly produces films. Like he's been a good producer in certain films, like Saving Sarah Marshall, or Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I almost mm-hmm. said Saving Private Marshall. <laughs> you, you know, even because I think he produced Bridesmaids too. Yes, and, yeah, and that's that's long as well. That's it is. Yeah, I, so I don't know what it is, but it's just, so is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's a long movie. <laughs> that too. is a long one too. I know. I would cut out a lot of stuff. He just drags on, and it's it's so interesting. I, I know that there are a lot of people out there who maybe don't like a rushed movie where like a love story like how could they ever fall in love like that well yeah but i mean i don't necessarily need to see that especially for a comedy it's i'd rather see that for a drama it's not it just doesn't work for me i don't know right so i would definitely cut cut that out um and same thing with like debbie debbie and uh whatever paul rudd's character's name are i didn't need to see all of their relationship some of the stuff was kind of eh it didn't it didn't really do anything for me as much. And then same thing with uh, Seth Rogen's friends. I didn't need to see as much with them. Um, like we get it. He's a slacker. He's a stoner. Uh, I just yeah, I don't know. 90 minutes is that sweet spot, man. Yeah. And then I mean, this is 40 is basically there. It's a sequel. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, exactly. But so. I, you know, I don't even though it's like two hours, I still I have a hard time turning off a movie after i've started it 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 it, it happens every once in a while when i'm like man i can't finish this and it almost happened when i watched home sweet home alone because it was really bad but i had to see how it ended and and i had already made the commitment so i was like i'm just gonna see it through um it does it does make it a lot harder though with like a two-hour movie because i I remember feeling the same way with funny people and i'm like when does this get funny like it's not it's in the it's, name. For it is the out. exact opposite of that, <laughs> and uh, couldn't stand it. So. Right. It took me four sittings to watch Knocked Up, and <laughs> by the by the time I turned it on the third time, I was like, "Fuck! This is the third time I've tried to watch this movie, and I'm still not finished." And then the fourth time, I was just like, "Okay, just just sit through it, just do it." And it was like. Um, clockwork orange chair oh, and my yeah. eyes were pried open just because i wanted to finish it and be done with it but i just i don't get this movie i don't find it funny at all so let's talk about Catherine heigl's comments about uh, women being shrews and the men being lovable in this film do you agree with that it's hard for me to say as a man because um i'm not qualified to speak to that the the one thing i will truthfully say is i i don't necessarily agree with her as much I can see what she's what she's saying um, with the only real women in the film seeming like, you know, Leslie Mann's character has the freak out scene and she kind of seems like a bitch throughout the movie. She's always arguing at her husband. But I mean, I feel like that's so many of my friends who are married, like that's their wives or, or wives or that's them, you know, and, and it goes both ways. Totally. So, um, I mean, I, 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 I get what she's trying to say. Uh, but I thought I think the men look like childish perverts in this in this movie. I, I wasn't rooting for them. I don't think that they were lovable, goofy characters. Even Seth Rogen had a hard time rooting for because he was just like a, a stoner fuck. And it was weird. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. Stoner bashing time. But, stoner bashing time. Quick, um, so that's pickup truck. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really feel like I should be rooting for anybody in, in this movie, honestly. Um, so I guess I don't know. What is she? What was she thinking about, too? Like, what was what was in her head? I don't know. So as, as I'm watching it, though, I do feel like her her and her sister are sort of bitchy characters. Like, they're always complaining. They're mad and they're upset a lot in this movie. Whereas the guys in the movie are laughing and having a good time and partying. Even even Paul Rudd is like 
friendly. He's not like mean or anything like that. And she, Leslie Mann's yelling at him like the yeah. whole movie. She's yelling at him, and he's just like, "No, I told you about this, remember?" <laughs> and so, I I think it it's easy to have this perception that like, God damn, man, just chill the fuck out. Tell that bitch to chill, as Samuel Jackson would say. So, and I, I'm, I fucking love Leslie, man. Like I, I, I have such a, a crazy crush on her and, um, this whole movie, I'm just like, man, I, I am so glad that Alex and I do not talk to each other like this, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. And I wonder, you know, I'm sure there are couples that do that, but it's, it just sucks that you can't tell your spouse, like, I just want to go see Spider-Man three by myself. Like, I don't want to get yelled at anymore. <laughs> right. And I'm big on communication, but it, it, it it's a bummer. So, I mean, I, I, maybe Judd Apatow is just trying to go for that realism. And it's unfortunate that that's how it's portrayed. But it's kind of like not everything sunshine and rainbows in Catherine Heigl and. I do agree, you know, I, I disagree with that comment from uh, the re- reviews that said they had great chemistry. Her and Seth Rogen had great chemistry and they were both funny. I didn't laugh at anything she said and I, I didn't laugh that much at what Seth Rogen said. There were certain things that Seth said that I kind of chuckled at, but I was like, well, this is his shtick. This is what he does for his whole career. So it's like, I'm more laughing at what I've learned about him. But I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. It's okay. So, right. Um, and and that's not her fault that, you know, her lines no, were written well for her. No, no, but, no. I don't, I don't think yeah. she says anything funny. The whole yeah, I don't think she says anything funny either. I just, and, and, and I don't think she's a bitch or anything. I mean, no, I think no, that no. she speaks her truths and sure. she has every right to. So, I, I guess I saw a different movie than she acted in. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she was, she's funny in, in The Ringer. I think she has funny lines in that. But like, um, in this, she is, she doesn't have anything to say. She's in a bad. I mean, she's pregnant, obviously. Yeah. Um, but she isn't given any material to make us laugh. And Seth Rogen is. Uh, you might not find what he's saying funny, but it, he it's meant to be funny. And one part that I did think I, I laughed the most at is when he's telling the story about how he doesn't have a job, but he got hit by a, a car and he has like fourteen thousand dollars and he's been living off that for like yeah. ten years. Yeah. He's like, so I got like seven hundred dollars in my bank account, so that that's at least another two years. I was <laughs> that was something that bugged me too, though. Like I thought that was funny, but I'm like, wait, how does he? How's he going out to these fancy places in L.A. to eat, doing all this stuff? I'm like, he has to do something else. And for as long as this fucking movie was, you couldn't just throw something in there about him winning money off a scratch ticket or something. I don't, I don't know. Like explain right. it that that, that kind of bugged me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know well, if why, you if you but... watch Seinfeld, then like Kramer, he doesn't have a job and he just has a an incredible apartment inside Manhattan and he's just always buying things and having <laughs> things and he doesn't have a job. <laughs> do do they bring it up? Like, do they yeah, talk about times, it on the show? A couple times. It's not like it's just one of those things. He just always gets comes into money somehow. Yeah, you know, it's just random odd job type stuff. You know, or he he has some sort of business opportunity present itself. So <laughs> it's just kind of weird, but I like that. Yeah. So there's a scene where Allison and Ben leave a baby boutique and they're stopped by some of Allison's friends. She's clearly embarrassed by uh, what her friends will think of her being pregnant and, and with Ben. Have you ever been in a situation like that where, where you were embarrassed to be seen with someone or maybe you were the embarrassment? Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I've been on some dates where, you know, the gal ran into her ex or 
like I was at a Mariners game once with, with this gal and we're walking and, and I forgot her name, but uh, this was years ago. And, and some guys like, Heigl. he's like, he's like Brianna. And she looks over. She's like, oh, oh, my God. And they start talking for a while. And I'm, I'm the guy here holding holding two beers. And I'm kind of like, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just being nice and smiling as they talk. And he's flirting with her. He's like full on. He's like, how you been? I haven't. And I'm sitting there like, uh huh. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is this is Zach. And I'm, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, good. <laughs> it was just weird. And and I've run into that situation often. Um, yeah, often. I've, I, I've had that happen. An iteration of that happen a few times. And I've also had times when I've clearly dated someone for, you know, a few months. Uh, and you actually met one of her. I'll refrain from using her name. You met her. And um, I refrain from using her name, but it we were we were dating for three months before she introduced me as her boyfriend. She still had this friend that she met online before we started dating, and he was truly into her. But when he when she introduced me to him at like a Halloween party, she's like, "This is my friend Zach," and I went ape shit. I was like, "Friend, <laughs> like what? My are special we? friend, yeah. my special lady friend." Yeah. <laughs> she's she's not my lady, man. She's my special lady friend. Um, Brother Seamus, like an Irish monk. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this guy laughing? What's your fucking problem, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Remus Lupin. I always forget that until yeah, I see him. I know. So Good thing it was on a full moon that night. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've had that embarrassment happen uh, every once in a while. I try to be, you know, especially as I get older in age, I don't really care. I just introduce people as they are. And I don't put a title on it. Yeah. Especially Nirvana. If, come as you are. <laughs> if, if I haven't defined a relationship with somebody, I, I just say, hey, this is, you know, Sally. I've never dated a Sally. But this is Sally. <laughs> or Sally, even with two trees. Yeah. Like even unforgiven. <laughs> since we were just talking about. <laughs> um, and, and I've never been like embarrassed to see people from back in the day. Um, so so it's mostly it's mostly just I've had just awkward dates sometimes where something like that has happened. I did have one date where the server actually uh, him and her, they got it on <laughs> so, a long time ago or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but yeah. I remember one time Alex and I went to a comedy club and there was a server that was somebody that I had been on a date with. And they didn't, she didn't come to our table, but I saw her. I was like, oh, I know that girl. <laughs> Who's that girl? I know her. Yeah. That's just one of those small world kind of moments. Let me see you always see. Yeah. Let me see you always see. Yeah. I was like, hey, I know that girl. She's like, oh, yeah? Who is that? I'm like, I dated her once. <laughs> like I'm whispering like a weirdo. <laughs> it was funny. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I'm probably more the embarrassment than, than they were like, <laughs> I just look like a walking cartoon character. And so and I, this is I our other see. daughter, Dottie's sister. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I could see that. It's <laughs> awesome. I get that from my dad, but he says the dumbest shit. So I try not to say dumb stuff. I mean, try is the key word. <laughs> yeah, I know. I put my foot in my mouth a lot. So and then I'm like, oh, hang on. We're just going to bring it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was uh, going through wedding photos yesterday and there was this one part where it was like a group shot. And it was there, all these photos were taken within four seconds of each other. <laughs> and I'm obviously telling a joke because everyone's looking at me. And uh, uh, 
Walter is looking at me like he is not impressed with what I'm saying. But then <laughs> cut to Andrew and he's cracking up. And then it was sort of like a like a baby bear, mama bear, papa bear situation because Caitlin was kind of in between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Andrew was eating up. He's a terrific audience. <laughs> Very <laughs> terrific audience. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I thought what I was saying was probably funny, but well, but Caitlin does not approve of my uh, self-deprecating fat jokes. Oh, I like she it. Did, I think it's she, funny. She does not approve. I was going to send you a picture today of a, of that cat, the sad cat with like the over um, uh, emphasized eyes that look like they're crying. And uh-huh. and he was laying on a scale and it just said fat. And then the caption was <laughs> how I feel every time I go to the doctor. <laughs> I was gonna send it. it just said fat on the scale. <laughs> That's right. I remember one time I was at a party at Comic-Con and they were handing out shirts to everybody that came, you know, like a goodie bag. You got mm-hmm. a goodie bag and a shirt. And the lady was like, what size are you? I'm like, fat. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts laughing. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, that's okay. What size do you got? What are the big sizes you got? She's like, 2X. I'm like, that works. I'll take it. Thank you. Double digits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was funny. Yeah. I mean, well, what was funny is because my my tuxedo button went flying off. So that's clearly a a fat people problem. And so I thought that was hilarious. Especially after you had a bite of like the the potatoes or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back sort of thing. There you go. Yeah. So. And I'm okay with that. I have come to terms with it. So. I mean, I'm not like morbidly obese, but I have this little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> As Tommy Boy would say, I better not. I got what doctors call a little bit of a weight, weight problem. problem. I can yeah. hear you getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It just depends on how the camera's looking at me. Sometimes I look great. Other times, not so much. Yeah, the camera adds about 50 pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there were two photographers, so that's yeah. double the cameras. That's double the poundage. Science. <laughs> right? Real real hard hitting science here. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> so moving on to this terrible movie. Once Allison is pregnant, she is too scared to inform the executive team. Have you ever been scared to talk to your bosses about something out of fear of losing your job? Oh, plenty of times. So I worked like retail. Time you stole that thing. No, I didn't steal shit. You can't you can't frame me. But um <clears throat> plenty of times, you know, working in retail. Uh, when I was not a manager, I never felt comfortable going to HR. And here's the reason why is because HR is not your friend. HR they are H- your friend. They're no. there to help you. No, they're there to uh, make sure that the company doesn't get sued. So they give no, you this uh, facade. No, they give you this facade of like, hey, we're here to help you, but also make you happy so you don't sue the company if something goes wrong. HR sucks. Um, sorry to anybody out there who does HR. It's 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 a great job. Don't get me wrong. It's just that when you are on the other side of it and uh, and you want to go to HR about something, tread very lightly. That's all I'll say. Uh, so I've had many times when I wanted to speak to my boss about something, but just because I have smaller teams, mostly I've, I've worked in mostly smaller teams. Uh, you can't really be like, well, I really don't like the fact that we're doing this process because then when it gets brought up as an anonymous thing, it's like, well, clearly it's Zach who said that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, some people in the group think that maybe the, the aged uh, gap is, is is becoming an issue. And so I don't want to point any fingers or anything like that. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all think. <laughs> so... It's um you know I mean that's that's a really seriously though that scene from Django is is a lot like it too it's like well 
how do we really like tiptoe around it? And so I've, I've had times like that. So I get, I get what she was trying to say and she just didn't want to get fired. I mean, I understand that they can't fire her for the pregnancy, but even if you know that you, you're, you're, you should be fine, it's still kind of one of those weird gray areas that you're like, man, they're going to find something on me. And, um, and I just wouldn't want the uncomfortable feeling at work. Cause when I go to work, I want to be able to, to be myself, you know, for the most part and, and, and just get through the day. I don't want to have to keep watching, you know, feel like somebody's watching me. So when I got home at night, (laughs) (laughs) people call me on the phone. (laughs) I work from nine to five. (laughs) Hey, hell, I paid the price. I don't want us to be left alone <laughs> so. in my private home. <laughs> so stupid. It's so good. Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I, I used to want to be an HR. Sometimes I still do. I think I would be good at it. I so and and we definitely have like doing loss prevention and stuff. You know, we work on the side of HR. So like I totally understand it and I do respect it. It's just it's one of those things when you're an hourly associate or you're someone who is not on the HR side, it is kind of scary to go to them because there are certain things that they have to do. And there are a lot of great HR reps there that do care about the people. But unfortunately, the company has HR there for a reason as a safeguard. Like, I mean, that's that's just a fact. It's (laughs) no one can tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not going to believe them at least. (laughs) Right. All right. That's fair. So let's talk about the earthquake scene. Allison has a pretty good point about Ben being irresponsible by just running out of the house and he's too stoned to react well to the situation. Which, to be fair, if he is stoned all the time, how can she and the baby ever count on him being mentally present? Do you agree with her frustrations? Totally. I, th- I think she's she's very within the realm of, of, of reasonable cause, right? Um, it's not necessarily about him being stoned, like the fact that he got stoned. It's just that he didn't focus on his responsibilities. And, and he is a he is a functioning stoner. And the fact that he can't realize like he says, oh, I forgot you were here. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? You you forgot the, the the mother of your child is asleep in this bed while you go smoke weed. And like, I've been high plenty of times and I still know what I'm doing. So it's it's crazy to me. And so she's she's very deservedly so angry. And I and I get it. Um, I know plenty of people, too, like like I'm saying, who are functioning stoners or take edibles daily and, and they're just totally normal and responsible. Sometimes they have little mess ups here and there, but it's just it's kind of just how they how they how they get <laughs> added through. a couple zeros to that bank account. Yeah, it's just kind of how they get through, man. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's just frustrating. So, <laughs> yeah, I always think of uh, the old lady in Dude, Where's My Car that runs them over. Like Mrs. Mrs. Crabbleman or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she runs them over and she's like fucking stoners <laughs> <laughs> i'm that way with hippies too i'm just like oh eating taking jars of pickles <laughs> yeah i don't want to dumpster pickles i don't like it oh gosh yeah i think she has a good point you know he is you know often stoned and out of his head so he's just not gonna be thinking clearly and so it makes sense i, I can i can buy that yeah but i mean to her point she is coming off like a shrew and just being kind of, kind of bitchy on uh, so many scenes. She's yelling at Ben <laughs> or just not approving of his ways. He's a fuck you know? up though. I, I know that, yeah. but he's given all these opportunities to delight us. She is not true, which I think is interesting. I mean, I think, you know, 
I think we all think that he <laughs> he definitely it was a movie about him growing up too, and 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 oh, she yeah. she needed to to yell at him, and I think that actually makes her stronger because she has a good head on her shoulders and she's a smart, successful woman. He is an idiot. Um, he does. She's way out of his league, in my opinion. And I mean, he even kind of says that too. But he tried. I mean, it's commendable that he tried. But it's you know. I, I think she needs to to light a fire under his ass every once in a while. And and I don't see anything wrong with her yelling at him. I, ne- I didn't think she was a bitch at all for doing it. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. No, I agree. He would drive me crazy. I can't even have friends like that, to be honest with you. I had a couple of stoner friends in college, and they just stressed me out. <laughs> like They're relaxed about everything, and I'm over here just like, ah, making me nervous. <laughs> You make the Lord very nervous. He does. Oh, my God. It's driving me insane. <laughs> Can't take it. Uh, so, follow up. Have you ever experienced a large earthquake? Like the one seen in the movie? So, I have not, actually. Um, I, I haven't. Well, okay. So, I, we don't have a, a ton of earthquakes up here in Washington. But when I was in eighth grade, we did have a pretty decent sized earthquake that rattled for a little bit. There was no real damage to anything. Uh, but I was in class. I remember I was in science class and I thought someone was kicking my chair behind me. So I turned around and told them to fuck off. But um, then everything <laughs> started. Like, hey, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Kids like eating a sandwich. Um, Everything, everything started shaking. And so I just, you know, our teacher's like, everyone under, under your desk. <laughs> it's the standard grandpa drill. Everyone in right. the cellar. So um, they do that for nuclear threats. too. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I've never been in, in like a big earthquake, though, nor do I think I want to be in one. But in California, I'm sure you've had some, right? Yeah, I've had some fun ones, man. Uh, a couple of them when I was a kid, uh, I, I slept through like some of the big ones, like the 7.9s. I totally slept through. But there was one uh, that I remember happening like just around 10 o'clock at night. This is like in 1991. Um, I was watching this made for TV movie on Hank Gathers. Do you remember him? The basketball no. player, college basketball player. He uh, had heart failure on court and died. Oh, wow. And uh, they made it as a, a made for TV movie. And right when he died and his brother is calling uh, one, you know, their, co- their coach from when they were kids, he's like, Papa Dave, you know, D- Hank's gone. And the whole house starts shaking. I was like, oh, my God. Jesus. Crazy. And uh, so that was kind of cool. And then uh, just as I've gotten older, there have been a couple. There's one where when my dad and I just installed a brand new hot water heater. And we just didn't tie it down because it was a whole process. And there's like this sort of this bracket that you can use to to bolt it to your to your walls. It's sort of a like a half circle and it goes around the the hot water heater and then you bolt it to, to two corners of the house. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't do that part. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, that fucking night at like two in the morning, these things are always late at night or in the early morning. They're never just like at 10 in the afternoon or, or 10 in the morning. But like. Uh, the whole house is shaking. It's just me and my dad, me and my mom and my dad. My my sisters had grown up. Uh, they were old enough to where they're in college and stuff. So it was just the three of us. And they come to check on me. My room is all the way in the other end of the house. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And then we just hear like this go-gong, go-gong. It's <laughs> the water wishy-washing around in the, in the hot water heater. And me and my dad look at each other. We're like, the water heater. And my bedroom lead out to the to the garage. So we, we I, I hop out of my room, you know, and we open up the door. 
and the water heater is stretched as far as it could possibly go without tipping over. Whoa. We're like, holy shit, man. Like one more little jostle and it could have all been over. A little mouse crawls up and yeah. <laughs> knocks it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was it was hanging by a thread. Holy shit. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then there was one more that was actually kind of funny. So I take it back. They do happen in the middle of the day sometimes. Uh, this is when I was selling used cars. Uh, I'm in the showroom. I'm on the phone with somebody. Uh, you know, I, this was a car buying service for credit unions. It's a lot of fun. One of the coolest jobs I ever had in my entire life. And uh, I'm talking to uh, the representative at the Orange County Teachers Federal Credit Union. And uh, fine young woman. Her name is Laura Mulvihill. And she was great. And uh, the, the whole place starts shaking. And I have all... The whole building is like glass. So everything around me is just glass. And the whole place starts shaking. And then this guy, James Ashcraft, who's like a total stereotypical used car salesman, like catcalling girls, like a total sleazebag. I mean, he's, he's my friend and I, I like him. He's a fun guy, but he's the kind of guy. He, he is what the TLC song Scrubs is all about. He is the guy <laughs> on the passenger side, hanging out of his best friend's ride, hollering at people, right? That is James Ashcraft. And, He's terrified of earthquakes. So the place starts shaking. He's just like screaming like he's lit on fire. And he's just running through the whole showroom like earthquake, earthquake. And I'm just, I, I'm literally on the phone just like cracking up. I'm not even listening to a word that poor Laura is telling me. <laughs> and I'm dying laughing. And this, this fella is just running across the entire showroom screaming bloody murder just trying to get outside. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god! I'd never. When you see another human being that's just terrified, uh, like I mean, I guess it's it's is a rational fear. To earthquakes can be scary, right? But mm-hmm. we were all fine. We were all just going about our day, and like a total Hollywood, like, hey, there's an earthquake, but we're in LA, so we don't kind of care, kind of attitude. And that's what it, that's literally what it felt like because we didn't even have time to realize it was an earthquake. He was just sixth sense was kicking off and he was running and screaming. It was so goddamn funny. <laughs> I will never forget it. It's James Ashcraft finding men uptown all the way. And he hates earthquakes, hates earthquakes <laughs> very much. So, so he probably didn't see that movie San Andreas with the rock. Where probably pun- not punches an earthquake. <laughs> you know what? He actually brings up. I don't even know how this happened, but so James, yeah, he loved going out on the ocean. He had a boat. And him and his wife fought all the time, all the time. And I'm like, man, James, you guys are always fighting. I'm like, that's because we have a boat. That's what he said. It's <laughs> because we have a boat. He's like, you can find the happiest couple in the whole goddamn world. And if the two of them are trying to put this boat in the water, they are going to fight. It's just, it's, it's both people want two different things to get to the same goal. And it's just a hard <laughs> process. And it got me thinking that maybe the reason that Paul Rudd and um, Leslie Mann's characters, Pete and Debbie forget, and Debbie are arguing is because they have kids, mm-hmm. right? So their relationship is on another level because they have kids and each person wants to do their own thing and they resent one another for not letting the other person do their own thing. And and when you have kids, that definitely is uh, it changes things, right? So I'm curious if uh, you know mine and alex's relationship is going to change we never fight we never argue she's the the calmest human being on the planet i'm a little bit of the opposite of that but i'm just curious <laughs> how our at it like you know she keeps me grounded and we are sort of a opposites attract kind of kind of thing and i'm just curious that once we have a kid 
is that going to be our boat? You know, is, 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 is little Henry going to be our boat and we're going to start fighting because of him? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I, I, I agree. I, I know that most of my friends with kids, yeah, it's hard at times going over there and, and, you know, we will be eating dinner and then an arguing match and then it's directed at the kids and then it's directed at the couple and I'm sitting there eating my jello. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's like that breaking bad go. scene, <laughs> you know, and he's like, um, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just I get my jacket and leave. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I can never say I can never be in, in that position because I don't have any kids that I know of and I've never had kids with a partner. And so I just I don't know. Um, I, I think you're on to something, though, and, and I think he, he's pretty accurate. I should ask my friends who have a boat, but no kids if they get in fights, too. <laughs> <They> fight. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys, let me ask you something. When you guys fight, is it usually by the boat slip or the, the launching ramp? Where, where do you guys usually have your fight? You're hoisting the jib or the, or the mainsail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the jib is supposed to fly. See, it's a yeah. flying jib. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I find it interesting that I really like the doorman scene. Like Debbie is literally going like full blown Karen outside of this club. And and if we were to see this video on social media about like, you know, this lady just screaming at this man, you know, she would be dragged all over the Internet. She would lose her job the next day. Uh, That's just the way the world works. It'd be like, find her Twitter, do your thing. Right. And then this person would get fired. And, you know, why do you think that this scene is different? Like so many people crack up at this scene. It's like probably one of the most memorable moments in this whole movie. And it's funny. I know, I know for a fact that Beyonce loves this scene and so does Jay-Z. And uh, they made a point to speak with Leslie Mann at a party once because they had to just say doorman. Cause they thought it was so fucking funny. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. Are, I'm just curious. Do you think we're supposed to be uncomfortable during this scene or are we supposed to laugh? I don't know if I have an answer because I struggled with this one. I didn't really care for this scene. I was like, huh. I mean, it's I think it grounds you a little more because he says the entire time she's like, what am I just am I too old? He's like, I would tap that old ass. (laughs) Craig Robinson is funny in it. And Leslie Mann is great, too. I don't like some of the words. You're old. Yeah. Can't let a bunch of old pregnant bitches up in here. (laughs) I can't. I don't like some of the the verbiage that she used, Uh, you know, calls him the F word and stuff. But um, <clears throat> I I didn't really care too much about it. I think you're right, though. If this were made 10 years later, that people would be filming her and it would be on Karen's Gone Wild, which could have been a fun addition to this movie if that would have happened. If, you know, let's say they had cell phone cameras then and it was it was like that. So or better cell phone cameras, I should say. It doesn't justify what she did necessarily because I think she was being flat out rude to him. But I, I get what why she was upset. She was trying to get out. She's uh not divorced. She's separated from her husband at, at the moment and she's going through some shit and to be denied that is I could, I could get it. She's supposed to be in her mid thirties, I think for this. And I mean, I wouldn't freak out if someone was like, Oh, you're too old to come in here. I'm like, you are right, sir. You are Dude, right. So I've been too old for clubs since I was like 18. Like, yeah, I've never I'm not, I'm felt not a club, the club scene. Yeah. I'm not a club guy. I love dancing. I love singing. Yeah. I just club I sandwich. Do, do club sandwich. Yeah. No meat, but do a club sandwich. Right. Or those club crackers. Those are good. I would I would do mustard instead of mayonnaise on my club sandwich. Mustard. <laughs> Don't let it be silly. <laughs> uh I, so I, I do think that it definitely would have been viewed at, viewed at in a different light. But I just couldn't. I, I find it interesting that you found this scene interesting and that why Jay-Z and Beyonce laughed at it so much. I mean, I laughed at Craig 
Claire Robinson, but and Leslie Mann, her her facial expressions are are hilarious. She's she's responsible for like one of my favorite uh, lines in film in like comedy films. It's just like French toast. Yeah, <laughs> get some fucking, fucking French, French toast. toast. Yeah. So now I can never say French toast without saying fucking French toast. Yeah, like well, I mean, yeah. So he's the funny part. Like yeah. I'm only allowed to let five percent black people. Yeah, you know, like, like that means <laughs> yeah. that there's twenty five black people here. I get to let like one and a quarter black people. Yeah. So I gotta hope that there's a black niche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Dink and Flicka. <laughs> Dink and Flicka. Oh my god. So funny. But I mean, I think I think I think you're right. I think we were supposed to feel uncomfortable. Um because that's the whole thing. We've we've all probably had friends who freaked out over something and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm not with this person. I'm not, I'm not here, you know, especially at, at like a wait staff. Like I've been with people who freaked out at like wait staff or whatever. And I'm like, nope, don't like this at all. So, yeah, no, nah, she loses her shit, man. She's like calling him like a roided out freak. She might even say like the, like the F-A-G word. I don't remember, but she's something about her gloves. I don't yeah, know. That's what I was saying. She, she says that and, I, and I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, but I, I, I do think it's, uh, I, I, I like I, when even when I'm like going to like New York. New York has a lot of doormen, and uh, as I'm in the cab and I see them just standing outside of hotels and buildings, in my head I'm always just like doormen. <laughs> it's just like stuck. It's oh. not his job. It's on his work. It's not. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, making fun of this person. It's just a line from a movie that's stuck in my head. You know. Yeah, totally. Door, man. Um, so earlier that uh, critique was talking about funny bits. And to me, this movie is just one long series of just of what is supposed to be uh, funny bits. Are there any particular bits or scenes in this film that that are supposed to be funny but didn't land for you? Or do you think the whole movie it sounds like from this conversation, <laughs> the whole movie is that way? And, yeah. and do you think it was funny for 2007? Do you think that's the problem now that it's 2021 that these lines just aren't funny anymore? For me, comedy is timeless. You know, like I can watch Spaceballs and laugh my fucking ass off right this second. You know, or I Love Lucy. I could go back to watching I Love Lucy from the 1950s and think it's the funniest show on television. So I did laugh at, at the, in this movie at, at little parts that uh, most of the main characters did. Um, I really loved Paul Rudd's uh, Robert De Niro. I think his was great. Just, I mean, he's he's just such a, a, a classic actor. I love him so much. And I did laugh at pretty much everything Kristen Wiig was doing. She's like, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's actually really hard. I was like, <laughs> she's funny. Um, yeah, like I said, Paul Rudd, S- Seth Rogen. But um, there were a bunch of scenes that just didn't land for me. And I don't think they age very well either. So when when Ben calls um, Catherine Heigl's character, uh, calls her and she's like, hey, we need to meet up. And she wants to tell him about the pregnancy. And, uh, you know, they're all like all his friends are humping in the background and stuff. And I guess that's kind of funny for like a hot second. But I thought it was pretty immature and stupid. Um. I did like all the beard jokes that they were uh, saying against Martin, like Serpico and, and all those <laughs> yeah. things. But but after a while, I'm like, ah, this is just kind of not working for me. So I think with how it dragged, there was just a lot of uh, the scenes dragging that made it not funny for me. Like I kind of chuckled out of um, just uh, being polite, <laughs> politeness. So I don't know. And then any of the research for the nude scenes, like it, I get it. It was, it was supposed to be funny just because of the euphemisms that they were going to use. But. I also was like, man, I could have done without this. 
Right. So there, some of the bits just just didn't roll with me. Um, I do love the cameos. There's a lot of actors in this film that you'd seen in many of the, Bill Hader's in it. Paul Feig or Paul Feig, Feig, Paul, Paul Feig, Paul Feig, I think is his name. He's a director. He's also a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, he's great. But yeah, he plays the fantasy baseball commissioner and just a whole bunch of other actors that were, were in it that you've seen in, in many other things. So I think that that's some of those parts were like soft chuckles, but I, I, I really wasn't like, oh, man, this is pure comedy gold sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. So what would you say? <laughs> Here's a hard question. What oh. would you say is your favorite Apatow film and why? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, that one's pretty easy for me just because I, I don't really like anything else that he did. But uh, 40 year old virgin and a big reason why is because that was Steve Carell uh, in in you know he, he was on season what two or three of the office at this point it was in between one and two so perfect so i i never watched the office but seeing this i'm like this guy is so funny and i was just cracking up at pretty much anything he did and said i still quote that movie a lot too i'm like she was a hoe or show or show yeah, <laughs> and I, uh, I say that a bunch um uh, yeah i just I think I I liked it overall, but again, that that one's really long, also. So it's it's a harder. I can't just put it on and be like, oh yeah, this is a great background movie. I'm like, fuck, gotta watch this again. I don't. I bet you in a billion trillion years, you will never guess what my favorite line is from Forty Year Old Virgin. It's so ridiculous, Hmm. and I say it almost every day. Is it? You'd hit that, Seth. You have a tiny dick. <laughs> no, it's not that. That part's but good. But David, he's like, I do quote that a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always say Kelly Clarkson. Or no, no, I go. No, what do I say? Yeah, I go Kelly Clarkson. Every time yeah, I do something that's getting, painful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting those or yeah. or I do. Um, man, I don't know. What would be a good one? Yamo be there. <laughs> if I, if Yamo, I hear Yamo be there, <laughs> Yamo blow my brains out. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm gonna need like this for the price of, on the house. <laughs> on the house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is funny. No, my favorite line is when uh, they're talking. They're joking about the his upstairs neighbors. You know, he's like, "Hey, we're gonna watch Survivor," and they're like, "That boy needs to be let get laid." and and uh, she, the wife has a quick quip, and then the husband goes, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> <laughs> I say that almost every day. And I say it to Rizzo in reference to her mama. <laughs> like, you hear that, Rizzo? I go, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> it just stuck. And, and I know that you always joke that I have like a random line from a You really do, though. <laughs> we have a cake or something? <laughs> I was sad. I was sad. I could probably go through so many movies and just say the random ass line that you like so much. Close the door. Yeah. You Heavy back, sir. Heavy back. And I won't stop saying it. Either. I know. I know. You say it yeah. all the time. And then the, let me see you always see. <laughs> yeah, that's from Willow. I know. Listening. It's crazy. Yeah, so we have 40 old version. It's what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> Is that one? Is that one your favorite? Um, and and not to be not to be rude or anything, because you could probably see yourself in Steve Carell's character, just in the sense of like toy collecting or anything. Obviously, you're not a virgin, but like, it, <laughs> right, you, right, just having all the nerdy shit. The, in the, the house. nerdy shit in the house. I mean, I can yeah, see yeah. myself like that too. Like, I have a lot of nerdy Batman shit in my house, so I I think I relate well with that. Where you know, <laughs> come on, pretty ladies <laughs> around the world, <laughs> if yeah. you're acting weird. <laughs> 
Yeah. A weird. Yeah. So then, you know, yeah, I always, it, I'm always like her, 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 her boobs. It felt like sandbags. <laughs> sandbags of <laughs> sand. Yeah. And he's like, there are two sides to that billboard. Both hurt equally. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's funny is when, um, when in college, not in college, I was out of college, but I, in that era. So post 40 year old virgin, but around that time, 2004, 2005, uh, some friends came over. We were having like a halo night. So we'd always have like i I'd have fight nights. I'd host fight nights. And oh, then, cool. Um, and then we would play Halo after the fight was over. And uh, there were t- there's always people bringing new people, you know, just to kind of hang out and have fun. And one guy walked in. He's like, whoa, it's like 40-year-old virgin in here. And I was like, whoa, 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 calm down over there. I remember being offended by that. I was like, hey, relax. Like, I'm not 40 yet. <laughs> yeah. I am a child. I am 24 years old. Yeah. That's funny, though. What, is, is that your favorite one of Jed Apatow's, or do you like something different? Oh, yeah, that's easily my favorite. Okay. Um, mostly because of the supporting cast. I mean, I think Jane Lynch is just so fucking funny. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. That was the first thing I'd ever seen her in. She was so oh, really? funny in it. Oh, she's yeah. She's the fugitive. She is? She's one of the doctors that helps Richard Kimball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Kimball, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no more Mr. Kimball. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> there is no bathroom. Our mom says our dad is a sex machine. <laughs> yeah. I like the kid who's like, mom's divorced, dad's divorced. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. I like it. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I think that's it, man. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for Knocked Up? And, and which letter grade would you give it? Oof. So... I mean, it's 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 like a C minus for me. I don't think it's very good at all. Um, I don't think I ever need to watch it again. I'm I can see why some people might like it, but it just kind of drags on and it's not very creative. Um, you know, unplanned pregnancies happen all the time. Uh, I, I I guess the, the trope of a lovable loser happens quite a bit, especially with Seth Rogen's crew like Jason Siegel and uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That movie's hilarious, but you know he's like a lovable loser, and yeah, I guess like don't laugh, don't laugh at me, please. <laughs> yeah, I would die, and when I see Van Helsing, I will slay him. <laughs> that movie's funny, dude. I know, and, and you know he was really upset. He was kind of at a, at a crossroads because he wasn't getting leading roles. Oh, and I, I think it was uh, Apatow that said, "Look, dude, if you want to be a lead, then you're just gonna have to write the fucking movie." Yeah, and, and he's like, "All right," and then he, he did. yeah. That was a surprisingly hilarious film. I it was really boo shit, good. Boo shit, boo shit. I say that a bunch too. I quote that movie quite a bit. I lost a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this one's twin. Not like an evil twin. He's like, oh, he was a major, major, major influence on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it when he says I was going to listen to it, but then I just sort of went on with my life. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he's like, you're going to need to do more than that. Got to do less. <laughs> do less, but you yeah. got to do more than that. <laughs> so. Did we Did we do that movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No, I love that movie, though. I think that would be an inter- interesting one to do. Because I, I know yeah. I say we got to be like uh, Elder Snow. We got to do something. We got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before on the show. You said it quite time. a bit. Yeah, yeah, you said it quite a bit. It's funny. So I dig it. But no, this is a C minus for me. Um, knocked up. What was it? What did I watch it on? What's it streaming on? Um, it is streaming on Peacock. 
Okay. I know, I know that's what I watched it on. I don't know if it's streaming on anything else. I believe and that's what... And you picked what, this movie, by the way. I know, but I wanted to... So I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to see um, if it would spark any interest. I know you, you got baby fever because uh, Henry's on his way. And so I just wondered if it was anything... If anything resonated with you with the film or, you know, or if our mindsets changed a, a bit. Because it's been at least a decade since I've seen it. Yeah, I, saw I, I was it, wrong. <laughs> I saw it the weekend it came out and that was it. <laughs> yeah. And now I don't need to see it again, sort of thing. <laughs> I am good. Yeah. What I, do you? I, what about you? What's I, your letter grade? If I'm tempted to watch it again, I, I shall text you, and you can tell me. Don't bother. <laughs> no. I have a me and my buddy Josh have a, have a standing agreement to that for Tenet, to where if he wants to watch it again, I will remind him that it's terrible. It I, is like, the, it I like. It is Tenet. the Devon of Nolan films. Yeah, I like Tenet. So. Um. Oh, I gotta get a letter grade. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, I, I think C minus is right. I think that's I think that's correct. I think if it were ninety minutes, I would like this movie a lot more. I could see that. Yeah, I'm just I'm tired of it. it took me too long to watch. So I'm over it four times. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. Better than that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, that's it. I think it's too long. I think that it's not. Nearly as funny as everyone thinks it is. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, obviously, it did really well. It, it, uh, we said it made 300, right? Some uh, worldwide, it was 219 million dollars. That's that's pretty incredible for a 30 million dollar movie and for a comedy for that matter. So, it, I think it's just a product of its time. I don't think this movie is nearly as funny as it was in 2007. And I, I would yeah. argue that good comedy is timeless. And I don't believe that this is timeless. And and I'm biased. I, I have never really been a fan of like stoner humor. It's just not my jam. I don't get it. And I would lump this in with stoner humor. And yeah. it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I, I, I realize it's weird because I love Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> but I think that there's more to that movie than just stoner humor i think it's genuinely funny <laughs> yeah so that's all i have to say about that fair enough okay cool well uh, i'll take us home then so thank you for listening to the don't be crazy podcast remember to follow us on twitter at db crazy pod at edgy armo and at zachdale 60 where you can share your thoughts with us and we will discuss them on our show uh, you can also leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the show. On Twitter, you can tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode. We love the streaming ones, and we love all Judd Apatow films. So just, just <laughs> give us, give us all. Because I love animals. Because <laughs> I love animals. <laughs> Girls don't fart. Brent, tell them. Uh, please also be sure to check out the Geek Legacy podcast with David, Randy, and Justin. Uh, did you guys do an episode last week? No, Dave had to fly up to New York, and, and okay. Randy was unavailable, so we missed an episode. A, I mean, their and ratings they, on the Nolan films were way off base, though. So. <laughs> uh, I thought we were all pretty close. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Way off base oh. from my personal preference. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably true. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a Nolan guy. Um, but anyways, just please remember, don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. <laughs>